You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma podcast. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode. Excited to share this episode with you today. But before we do, I've got to thank our sponsors. First of all, the Oklahoma Hall of Fame. They've been a huge part of this podcast for the last few years. So the Oklahoma Hall of Fame have been sharing Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com. And for daily updates, go to Oklahoma HOF on Instagram and give them a follow. Our other sponsor today is the Chickasaw Nation. Now, the Chickasaw Nation have sponsored pretty much everything in Oklahoma. They're a huge supporter of Oklahoma. And it's an honor to have their name and their brand supporting this podcast. So a huge shout out to Governor Anatoby for supporting this podcast. It really means a lot. Our third sponsor is Diffie Ford Lincoln down in El Reno. Now, this one makes me so happy because these guys are great friends of mine, um, play a lot of golf together. I've bought my cars from them. Do most of my oil changes down there, have a cup of coffee, hang out down in El Reno. It's a good spot to go. And not only are they great friends, but they provide a great service. So for over 60 years, a third generation family owned Oklahoma business down in El Reno. They're also in Bethany as well. So people in the Bethany area know the Diffies really well. But if you're looking for anything new used, um, Ford, Lincoln, or whatever, I'm sure they could find anything you want. Um, check them out, DiffieFord.net, and then on Instagram at DiffieFordLincoln. This episode is presented by the Choctaw Nation. The Choctaw people have a rich history and a bright future. At the Choctaw Cultural Center, you can take part in a story 14,000 years in the making. Stroll through our immersive exhibits portraying Choctaw life from the moment our ancestors emerged from the Nani Wayhai in Mississippian homelands to the Trail of Tears, where we lost so many loved ones, and finally to the modern-day tribe making a positive impact on local communities throughout southeastern Oklahoma. Try your hand at our social dancing and stickball and learn more about our vibrant culture through demonstrations, workshops, and classes. The kids will have a blast in our Luxie Activity Center. The Choctaw Cultural Center is more than a museum. It's a living, breathing experience. Visit ChoctawCulturalCenter.com to plan your visit. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hunt here, host back with another episode, uh, bringing you someone who I've shared a lot of their photos. Uh, it's always fun, and people probably find the podcast through the Instagram page. So um, this is always fun to have to meet people whose photos I share, right? We have an inst- we have a relationship on Instagram. We meet each other on Instagram. You chat, you hang out, but you never meet those people in person. Uh, but today I get to meet that person. So please welcome to the podcast, Mr. Dave Schweitzer, who is at Oklahoma Backroad Explorer on Instagram. Awesome. Appreciate you having me on. Thanks for coming down. Glad to, uh, glad to finally meet. Glad to, uh, you know, dive into your story, hear about everything you do. Obviously, you know, you wish you probably could take photos full time and do that. But sadly, same with me. I wish I could do this for right. But reality is we have to make money other places to let us do our hobbies. Um, so uh, for everyone listening, go to at Oklahoma Backroad Explorer on Instagram and you'll see Dave's incredible photography, um, a lot of epic sunsets, which we love in Oklahoma. And some pretty good tornado activity as well, <laughs> yeah, right? Absolutely. Yeah, which is awesome. So uh, I guess before we dive into like the photography stuff, tell us a little bit about you. What's, uh, where you, you know, where were you born and raised? Kind of what was your upbringing like? I was born out in Okarchi mm-hmm. and uh, I actually grew up in the city for a while and then I moved back out to the farm in Okarchi when I was in sixth grade with my dad and went to Okarchi schools and grew up there and actually went to college with uh, out at Redlands and got a farm and ranch management degree and thought farming was going to be my life and my dad kind of talked me out of it and kept pushing me to do other things and so I got a job in the oil field and that's what I do now still. Yeah, dad was uh, smart, right? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you don't want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is full so time. It's a lot of hard work and no <laughs> vacations and nothing. Yeah, yeah, and you're dependent on the weather, which in Oklahoma right. is, Absolutely. I mean, you may as well go to Vegas every day. <laughs> like, it's I know, you know, growing up out there, it's like, not, we call it Desert Hill yeah. because it, the rain always goes around. We got mesquite and cactus, and <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's, you know, your whole livelihood, depending on the weather, it's not 
an easy thing. Yeah. I mean, we've had a lot of rain recently, but does that mean you've yes. had a lot of rain or not? Yes, we've it's been good. Yes, we've actually had more rain in the last month than probably the last 10 months combined. God, it's just so wild. Good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, uh, I was on vacation a little bit ago and I, you know, mowed my yard way down, came back from vacation. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> Where's all this, where all this grass come from? It's been raining in 90 degree heat every day, which is perfect. Uh, but so, so back to, um, Okachi, um, and being in the city and then moving back out to the country. Were you just at peace when you moved back out to the country? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's much more quiet out there and, uh, after high school, I thought I'd go try to live back in the city for a year or so. And after a year, I said, I'm never doing it again. I'm moving back to the country, and I've been there ever since. Yeah. So. Yeah, I would, I would love to move out. Just, you know, for me, I don't, I don't work from an office, right? Like, I, I do real estate and a few other things and travel for the podcast, so I don't need to worry about a commute every day. Right. My wife, on the other hand, needs to worry about a commute every day. And I think if, <laughs> you know, if I were out where you are, I'm sure her commute would be... You know, her office is actually around the corner from here where we're recording today, so she would not be pleased. Um, <laughs> however, I would love just waking up in the morning to an epic sunrise, looking over some land. For sure, for you know, sure. Like just, it's it's peaceful, right? And I know, you know, just kind of, if, if anyone goes to your, your Instagram bio and just reads, you know, the second thing comes up, you're a mental health advocate. Right. The fact of being in the country yes. makes just so much sense for mental health. And, you know, 988 Oklahoma were a sponsor of the podcast and we've done some podcasts with them and, and close to them and just learning about, you know, the the things that happen or whatever it is, just being in the country, being in nature makes a huge difference. Just going for right. a walk every morning yes. or every evening. Yeah. So is there a story behind that as well? Do you yeah, have so, kind of yeah. So when I was 10, I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease okay. and so I was in and out of the hospital for a long time and uh, I just... Got went into a deep depression and through you know ten up until for a long time. Anyway, um, it was tough and like just the sunrises and sunset. Like I was and I didn't have any more answers of what to do. And I told God that He's gonna have to help me because I don't know what to do anymore about my depression and stuff. And I look up and there's this this vibrant sunrise and it just set in and that's why I started you know back then camera phones were just coming out and I started taking a bunch of pictures of, with my phone and uh, my brother-in-law's like you really should invest into a camera and really try to you know start taking more pictures and so I did and I mean it's so it's been kind of my duty, not duty, but mm -hmm. my drive is to help others see these sunsets and hopefully they take the time and enjoy it. Because even if they're in the city, they may not see that sunset, you know? Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, you're right. Like it's, you know, it's behind a house or a few houses or a building or whatever it is in the, in the, in the city, right? It's not over a pond right. or, you know, a few trees that are out there or one tree that's left that's been right, battered right. by wind, you know, for so long. But I think you're right. And, and I'm glad that that realization come around and, and just that photography is your outlet, right? It's yep. kind of like your, your place of Zen and peace, if you want to call right. it, um, you know, just going out there and, and, you know, it's, yeah, it's great to take a photo, but you know, you might be out there 20, 30, an hour, however long it is For to sure. set up that camera and right. get those shots rolling in. And, and you just know, yourself. And the, the sunset's ever changing, so you're always adjusting as the light changes. And yeah, it's, but it's just something I love to do. Yeah. So from that moment, then you kind of dove right in, right? That's oh, yeah. It, into down the yeah. deep end and yes. <laughs> straight yeah. down the camera. It deep was, end. Uh, you know, I still had to fight to get out of the depression, but, mm -hmm. you know, it showed me that, you know, that God was there and just to enjoy life. And mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Is faith a big, pretty big part of your life growing yes. up yes. as well? Yeah. Like family are big on church on Sunday and yes, Wednesdays and stuff. For sure. Yeah. Is that kind of, do you think that's a product of especially being out in the country a little bit as well? Uh, it could be. I mean, it's kind of like the farm family life, I guess, you know. But, uh, you know, I just, I've 
just grew up around faith and you know I knew God but I kind of fell away from him and you know and just kind of did my own thing but you know it's it was amazing when I cried out for help and then I just look up to the sunset and it's just like I knew that he was there and going to help me through it so yeah there's a lot of people listening that can probably relate right they have that similar experience and um, you know you, you have those those moments right and and it's um you know, only sometimes only you can explain that. Right. Right. Um, you know, if, if you're growing up and you're not, you know, you're explaining it to someone who hasn't grown up around faith or, you know, religion or anything, um, or even in just a family that's tight and, you know, it's especially a farm and a ranching family because everyone's kind of getting involved, right. you know, not, sure. it's not dad sure. going to work every day. Like yeah. everybody's involved. And, um, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people listening that, that can relate to that. But you mentioned you do get back out to the farm as well to help dad. Oh, yeah, for so sure. He, always, he calls me every once in a while like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> but he's 76 now, so he's slowing down and needs help. So. Yeah. You think you'll take over or you think? Uh, it'll be a decision I'll have to make one day, but I'm not making a decision right now. So. Yeah, because it's not really a retirement, is it? Right. No, no. <laughs> I've been working the old field. I'm done with that. I'm going to go retire and work longer hours. <laughs> right. Oh, that's awesome. How much land do you guys have out there? Uh, for like family land, like about 700 acres, I think. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay. So if I need five, I'm coming straight to you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know exactly who I need to, need to speak to because, uh, yeah, I just, yeah, it would be awesome to have some land and, you know, I, right now we live in a neighborhood on, you know, quarter of an acre, right? Your typical yeah. neighborhood lot. And, just, you know, my dogs love to run around the backyard, but it's the neighbor's dogs that drive me nuts. You know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm sure my dogs do the same for our neighbors, right? <laughs> but I'm just like waking up in the morning, like, you know, sitting on the back porch, drinking a cup of coffee. I'm like, God, it'd be really nice not to look at anything but grass right now, <laughs> not peaks of houses. Yeah. Uh, it's awesome. So you dive into the photography side of things. Um, you know, you go to the one spot that most people go to, I assume, is Bedford's camera. Like yeah, most people in sure. this, you know, in this area, they know Bedford's. Bedford's are awesome. Uh, they've been great to me as well. Uh, you know, what, what, I guess, what is that first camera? What do you go into? What, what kind of piques the interest? Uh, I use a Canon. Uh, wow, I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a Canon guy. Yeah, Canon for sure. And, and you know, my camera is probably. F- I'm five years old now, so it's probably getting close to time to upgrade, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's doing a great job, so I'm not in a rush to buy a new one, but I'm really in, intrigued by these mirrorless cameras, so. Yeah, it's a game changer, <laughs> yeah, right? When you, you know, for sure. And that's the thing, like going to some of the, you know, the demo days, right, or Photocon or whatever it is, and, and these trade shows and seeing you know, meeting the Canon rep or the Fuji rep or whoever it is and just using that glass for a little bit. And you're like, yeah. wow, this is right. ridiculous. Right. You know, it'd be, it probably kind of frustrates you sometimes. Like as technology changes, you have new photographers coming yeah. in and they have no idea how hard it used to be. Or right. you know, now it's just like the camera does everything. Um, but, you know, the same thing for you. It's not, you know, it, yes, the photo is great, but the product of the photography and the act of it is, has a much mean, much more yeah. meaning purpose, right? It's not just, yeah. I'm out here to take epic sunsets. That's just a byproduct of, you know, getting For away sure. and being out there. And I think that's something that we need to reinforce today is that, you know, it doesn't matter what hobby it is, right? Like even if you just go just outside being out there, right. I mean, it's, it's just enjoying the moments. Yeah. Like I, I'm a golfer. I grew up playing golf and, you know, people say the same thing about golf or people say the same thing about fishing and I despise fishing, but people despise <laughs> golf, right? So, but you're back to that point it is a part of just being outside, finding a hobby. You know, so many friends of mine who even just jump on their bike and go for a bike ride right. you know, just, sure. uh, and gravel, right? Gravel cycling now is such a popular thing that, you know, through ga- gravel cycling, they get to see the countryside. Yeah. Which is just, and that's, that's kind of what me and my wife did when we started this, Oklahoma backroad explorer was just get off the get off the pavement and take back roads to get to where you're going and even if it takes you all day to get to where you're going you're going to see things that not many people see yeah so yeah the other thing that people will notice in the uh, in your Instagram is uh, you're part of the Jeep community yeah tell yeah. me tell me about the Jeep community because yeah. a lot of people People who have Jeeps know but yeah. people who don't have Jeeps so have no idea so my wife's the bigger Jeep 
okay. community than I am, but we take her Jeep when we go out exploring. But uh, if I don't wave or put my fingers up with when we meet another Jeeper, she, she yells at me and she's like, you got to wave. And I'm like, I didn't even see anybody. <laughs> <laughs> and she, you know, they like Jeepers duck each other, have these little ducks and she's got a whole dash full of ducks and... <laughs> So we, we started giving out Oklahoma Backroad Explorer ducks, and so that's pretty cool. That is awesome. A friend of mine works for um, John Vance up in Guthrie, and they do, like, the whole Jeep Fest thing every year. Yeah. And he's, like, the media guy for it. And he's like, you wouldn't believe how, you know, it it's a big thing, right? And, yeah. you know, he was, so we did a video for it, uh, and he was just, like, running around, putting little ducks on. I was like, why do you have all these little rubber ducks? <laughs> something I'm missing here, and now I get it. Yeah. But, but you're right, like, having that community, but also, like, what you said is just getting off the beaten path and Absolutely. seeing the back roads. For sure. You know, and it's an exciting, like, just you and your wife get to go hang out. Yep. You know, with the dogs, and if, yep. they, if they come in, too, just, you know, and going out and seeing what's out there. Right. Because you're right, we don't see any yeah. of it. Most of it you don't see. Not many people see it. Yeah. And and I think the big thing too for you is the fact that like you said, you don't it's not a time thing, right? It's right. Not like, oh we have a time constraint, we've got to be there in thirty minutes. Right. No. It's just don't don't have any plans, just pick a spot and head towards it. <laughs> yeah. Do you have kind of like a like an outlasting memory from doing that or just a, a, a kind of favorite spot that you go to or do you or a repeat place or do you just kind of look at the map just and think where have we gone? Yeah. Like say if we want to head to Gloss Mountain or something, we'll just start taking back roads and eventually get there, mm-hmm. but not necessarily one specific area. Yeah. You know, any so. uh, any back roads you've gone down, you think, ah, it's probably not a good idea. We should turn yeah. around. <laughs> yeah. And growing up in the country, you learn to see what roads you should <laughs> go down and not. And there's a place in Caddo County called Purgatory. And okay. The, and it's... Uh, like somebody sent me the coordinates, so we thought we'd go check it out. And it's one of the roads that unless you're you're in a big jacked up Jeep, you're not getting in and out of. And don't go when it rains. <laughs> but it was a cool place because the you know you're it's barely wider than one vehicle, and it's in sandstone country. So the sides of the walls just mm-hmm. I mean it's just straight up sandstone, and you're down in this county road. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, like I again, I I am I'm more of the adventurer in uh, in my relationship. My wife loves to sit on the couch with the dogs because she works all week, um, but I don't. Right, so <laughs> I am like that too. Uh, I've never really been into the off road like the jeep thing, but just yeah. the back, just getting you need it to go back roads, right? Oh, for yeah. the most part. Yeah. Um, the other thing that so I'm scrolling through your Instagram. What's this gold prospecting you did? Yeah, so a few Something years ago, like I, you know, I've never thought about looking for gold or anything but a few years ago there's a guy in california that uh said he'd pay a million dollars for anybody that can pick 10 out of 10 buckets that had gold in them because he said it can't happen nobody can do it well you know i'm i can find underground water for you know people and i'm about i think i'm 50 for 50 or something like that now finding underground water so I thought man I'm gonna go try might as well try right what so we went out there and I failed miserably at finding the gold I got three out of ten so I guess that's a win right but uh he uh was showing us these big nuggets and so we were like okay we're gonna go prospecting and so we prospected for three days out there and went to hike to Yosemite for three days and like gold prospecting and like panning and all that brought to me the same feeling I get when I'm taking pictures. So it's like my other hobby and I can combine these two. So I thought that was pretty awesome, you know, Yeah. because you're out there. And uh, so I really didn't know much a few years ago when I got into it. And several people told me that I should join a club and there's a club here in Oklahoma City. So I finally went to the meeting last year. It was, uh, I was like, man, these are my people. (laughs) And uh, so, yeah, so started getting into gold prospecting. And my father-in-law has some land north of Calumet. And he's got this pond out there. Well, I always found uh, 
petrified wood there. So I knew it was some kind of an ancient river channel. Uh-huh. And a lot of times you find gold in these channels, but Oklahoma is definitely not known for gold. And so I was like, man, I'm going to pan some of this dirt, see if I find some gold. And I did. And There's Oklahoma. little teeny specks of gold. So it's pretty awesome. Right. In, yeah. like in Oklahoma, you found it. Yes, in Oklahoma. What? Yeah. So we were kind of thinking that a long time ago, who knows how long, the, there used to be an old river that was up there mm-hmm. and had come down because it's actually on the highest, one of the highest areas in Canadian County out there. And there's an old river channel. <laughs> wow. So. So back to kind of like what you do for a day job, right? You have this equipment, you find water and for oil field companies, right? Amongst no. other things. Well, is that? What? No, no, no. That, that was just finding underground water for people to put their house on oh, their own okay. property or whatever. Gotcha. My yeah. bad. Is that with the same equipment or just something, no. just something you have? Just like, something I do on the side. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, so with that, obviously, then you find underground river stuff. Yeah. And that leads into yeah. the gold. Okay. And I would say that a lot of the gold in Oklahoma is probably down where those old water, mm-hmm. you know, where people's water wells are. So, yeah. <laughs> so another thing, you know, if you want to move to the country, we need to come call you and right. find a way you can build a house. There you go. Water source <laughs> for well water. There you but, go. Yeah, that's, um, I, I mean, that's fascinating stuff. Right. Yeah. Well, most people don't realize what is beneath our feet. Right. And, and there's so yeah, much. Oklahoma used to have the biggest mountain range in the whole world millions of years ago. So, you know, it's just wild to think. Yeah. Yeah. Now, not, yeah. Yeah. People so now it's all buried, like, and that's why we have underground water. And do so. you do you dive into all of that kind of ancient history stuff as well? Is that kind of like uh, because of the land and how everything evolves and how we right. figure that? I mean, I read about it, but I don't. Okay necessarily study it much yeah i I watched that um netflix series uh ancient apocalypse have you seen that yeah a few of them with graham hancock yeah yeah people think he's ludicrous i think people think he's like lost (laughs) his mind he's nuts um but i you can't help but see the data and you're like "Eh, some of this makes a lot of sense right Right. Right. i put my tinfoil hat on (laughs) this makes a lot of sense and i had a previous guest on the podcast um he's big into like uh dinosaurs right so he's mm-hmm. he goes digging up at black mesa and, oh, and wow. in that That's area cool. Cosman, and, and kind of up in that area and um he's hunting for this like you know mythical ancient dinosaur right hmm. uh, but he does it with the kids he goes out he's bought all the land and then says you know it's called the dino dig i think is what it is um but it's fascinating stuff. Like we people, you know, you just you don't have to dig down that far to find some really yeah. cool things. I've actually went up to the dino tracks up there. You can see them walking down the creek, the petrified dinosaur tracks. It's yeah. pretty cool. God, yeah, it is. And again, people <laughs> don't like, realize that stuff. It's like how are they even here still? But it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it is for sure. And you know, it's back to your point, right? Of just when you started the back road explorer thing, it's just all right. We're just going to take backwards and find stuff out, right? And a lot of it, I think the Travel Oklahoma and a few of the other kind of people are, and, and obviously you as well are exposing this stuff. But for the most part, nobody knows about it. Right. You know? And it's it's amazing how diverse Oklahoma is. Like you can go to Black Mesa and the Panhandle and it's, you know, these big, huge rock mesas. And then you can go to southwestern Oklahoma, it's like desert mountains. And then southeastern Oklahoma, it's forest and mountains. And I mean, it's just amazing. Yeah. diversity through Oklahoma in a few hours drive. Yeah, we are spoiled for sure. Uh, you mentioned before we started the podcast, you have a couple of dogs, right? Or just dogs, one. Just one? Yeah. He's, what dog you got? He's a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> he's half miniature dachshund and half basset hound. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah that's a mix. That's yeah. A, okay. he's, no, he's a good dog. Spoiled rotten. And he's definitely king of the house. <laughs> I know that feeling for sure. That's how my two are. They're uh, home dogs sleep in the bed. Like they just <laughs> they ruled the entire. We lasted a week, I think, before the dog like jumped in bed with us. We're like, oh geez, yeah, this is getting. <laughs> By the time we got the second one, you're like, ah, it's all right, it's fine. We have a crate in our master bedroom that's never been used, <laughs> other when the dogs done something they shouldn't have, which isn't very often. Uh, do you take the dog with you when you mostly? Oh travel? yeah, he goes everywhere with us. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. I love that stuff. And I, I mean, I, it's funny seeing people travel with a, you know, with the dogs and 
if you're not a dog person, you just don't get it. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, it's, it's basically a mini human. Oh yeah. <laughs> Especially for sure. if you don't have kids. Right. Uh, the other thing you guys have out in, uh, in the country, I mean, either sat, depending on how you look at it, is a bunch of windmills. We do. Do you have any on your land? Uh, my father-in-law does. Okay. Yeah, a couple of them. Is, uh, do you know much about the business behind it and the reasons <laughs> why and for and against it? Yeah, I don't know a whole lot. Yeah. I know, I do know that they've, you know, they've employed a lot of people, so that's always a good thing, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, I saw, uh, I saw somebody base jump off one of those things. Oh my gosh, yeah. Which is insane. That's nuts. Uh, it no. wasn't moving, thankfully. <laughs> um, it was, a, it was one that hadn't been, they hadn't put the blades on it yet. It was just the yeah. tower. But that's, they climbed up it and jumped that's off wild. it, which is insane. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of people probably see the skyline. And, you know, if you drive out from Oklahoma City up to Okachi, you're going to see plenty right. of them out towards, right. you know, El Reno and, and kind of out that way. But, yeah, I think a lot of people whinge because they ruin the sunset. But, right. Um, I mean, it's, it's just part of, it, part of Oklahoma now. I mean, whether we like it or not, just part yeah. of it. Do you get into the drone stuff as well? I've been dabbling. Dabbling? Yes. Yeah. I'm not very good at it, but I'm trying. Yeah. Yeah. There's, um, I think with, there's so much tech in it, right? Oh, yeah. Like, I, yeah. I haven't even thought about it yet. And a lot of people think about, you know, they say, why didn't you have a drone? I'm like, I don't have time to deal with that. Yeah, <laughs> right. I actually bought one used a long time ago, and it was, a, I mean, a nice drone, and it sat in the closet for two years because yeah. I'm like, I don't want to crash that thing. And then I'm just, and then finally one day I'm like, well, it ain't doing me any good sitting in the closet either. So yeah. if I crash it, I crash it. <laughs> Do they come with insurance? Uh, the used one that I had did not, but I bought this newer one and it did. And I actually opted for the longer mm-hmm. insurance. And even if it, they call it fly away. So yeah. even if you don't have any pieces, they'll replace it. <laughs> another friend of mine Andrew, a great photographer on Instagram Andrew underscore G underscore image um, just phenomenal at yeah, what he does he's amazing he's told me so many stories about his drones like ending up in the middle of Lake Overholes because his house is pretty close to it so he just kind of takes off from the house flies over to the lake takes some photos and flies right. back and he's like the amount of times it's like dying and I'm trying to figure out where it's going to land in the lake <laughs> well like he's lost one I think last time he lost one it was like on a roof somewhere in Tulsa he's oh my like, gosh I have no idea how to figure out how to get on this giant roof in Tulsa but yeah he uh, he's big in that stuff as well it's something that I would love to get into I just it takes time right and yeah. you know it like most, yeah. I'm a guy, like most, you know, most guys will take on way too much. And that's one thing I'm like, I don't need to take that on right, right now. Right. But I think it's, it is cool. It does help, you know, and, see the weather. Yeah. And drones give you a whole different view than you can ever mm-hmm. see down here on the ground. So, yeah. Well, and with the, the kind of stuff you do for work too, right? Yeah. I'm sure so, the tech can translate. Right. Yeah. So for work, I run a camera that it's a FLIR GFX 320 and, uh, it's an infrared camera, thermal infrared camera that has a short wavelength filter on it so I can see escaping gas and mm-hmm. we get all that stuff fixed, make sure we're within state and federal guidelines. And so yeah, when, they, when they hired me for that position four years ago, part of the reason why they decided to move me into that position was because they knew that I was a photographer and knew how to run cameras and so that was kind of cool. That makes a huge difference too, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Because you're like, hey, hun, my hobby just got a job. Right. <laughs> you know, it's not just me wasting time off on my own, you know, in, <laughs> in staring at the sunsets for uh, for every evening. Um, one thing that you guys get, and we get a lot in Oklahoma, but especially out where you are, is epic storms. Oh, yeah. And the good thing about where you are is you actually get to see a lot of them coming in and passing. Yeah. And like, it's that's really the awesome. one thing about the country, right? Is, yeah. It's yeah. open. Yeah, and you get to see like the, the you know the the cell, I guess what it is, right? Just the cloud formation coming and going or right. passing. Like you said, you're kind of a dome out there, so you don't yeah. get the rain. So you probably get to see them a lot. Right, past. right. Uh, tell me about some storm stuff that you guys. Have uh, so I typically like unless it's, I guess if it's not too bad of a severe weather day, I'll, we'll go out and take pictures or whatever of the storms, but. Like if it's going to be a bigger severe weather day, I got a friend in Okarchi that's been chasing for 30 years. So I go with him because he knows more than I will ever know about storms. And uh, so I usually go with him and it's quite an experience. 
Yeah, I've never done it. Um, I would like to, I think, once just to take it yeah. off the list, right? Because yeah. it, it looks nuts. Yeah. A so, lot of driving. Yes, a lot of driving. And then sometimes, you know, the weather doesn't cooperate and it doesn't pan out the way it was supposed to and you never see anything. But Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I remember watching Twister as a kid, and obviously, out you know they're filming out there at the moment, or they were yes. filming, right? Yeah, um, a couple of weeks ago, and they're still going. It is. Yeah, they're they act, they're actually filming just on the east side of Calumet the last few days. Okay, because yeah. I drove out there. Uh, I went to Woodward a couple of weeks ago, and it was when they shut eighty one down. Oh yeah, um, and I was like, wow, what's going on? And because you know, <laughs> I left early, early in the morning to get out to Woodward, so it was dark when I left. And then when I came back through, I'm like, oh, there's film crews obviously supposed <laughs> to do. But yeah, it's that's kind of cool to have that coming oh, around, yeah. right? It, I mean, as if I wasn't going to watch it, that makes me want to watch it more, knowing that it's they've been filming all this stuff like right close to home. You know, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's. Uh, Oh, such a good thing. That's my mum's one of my mum's favorite movies. Yeah, I still uh, watch it. It's so good, Dorothy and all the stuff. Like it's, <laughs> people watching, go watch Twister tonight or tomorrow night whenever you're listening to this because it's just a classic. And the one thing I, I mean, I watched it before I even thought about you know even knew I was coming to Oklahoma, right? And then I came here and I was like, oh my gosh, like Twister was filmed here. <laughs> right. Just do it. Let's go see some things, and you know, you kind of watch it again, and you recognize all the names, the road signs, right. where they're going, and you're yeah, like, oh, it's pretty sick. neat. Uh, do you follow Reed? Is it Reed Timmer? Reed Timmer, yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't realize he went to OU. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to get him on a podcast for a long time, but he gets a lot of DMs, so he doesn't respond to mine. Uh, <laughs> but him going out in that Dominator thing that he has. Oh, yeah, that'd be wild. Like, Super basically wild. sitting in the middle of a tornado. Yeah. That's yeah, just... Yeah, I don't know that I would be down for sitting in a tornado, but that's, that's definitely got to be an extreme feeling. <laughs> yeah, it's the once-in-a-lifetime thing, right? Yeah. Like, especially if you're in one of his vehicles. You I mean, right. if you're in the truck, you're done. Right. But like, if you're in right. his, you know, his specially built uh, Dominator that he calls yeah. it, you're, uh, you're doing pretty good. And but one cool thing about him is you can see the passion in every, oh, yeah. all the stuff he does. He's so passionate about it. Yeah, he's, he's into it, right? It's not just like, this is a, a money thing for me or whatever. Right. It's like, and I think before, I remember following him and like, he's just driving around in his beat up car. Yeah. And like it's been destroyed by hail. <laughs> like, I can't remember what it was, but it was like a really like, uh, it might be like a Toyota RAV4 or something. Like it was destroyed or like an, exp- uh, not an expedition, like a small Ford SUV. And I was just looking at him like, yeah, good for you, right? Because <laughs> yeah. he's just, you know, and all these people, like one thing is people are fascinated with the weather. Yeah. Especially in Oklahoma. Oh yeah. People traveling from all over the yeah. world to see it. But yeah, it's, I'm sure where I, where you are out there, you get to see. You know. Yeah, it's 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 a whole different experience, and I'm waiting. We, I mean, we haven't had like big storms out there mm-hmm. this year, so I'm hoping we get one so I can fly my drone up and get a cool shot of it. But yeah, we'll see the time lapse of it. Yeah, because there is one on your Instagram of something, right? Didn't is that yours? Where is it? Let me find it real quick. Uh, it looks like a little tornado thing. Slap on there. Oh yeah, I did. So oh, it, it was a, they call it a shear funnel. So okay. it wasn't really like a tornado, tornado, but yeah, that so was I, close to home. Like I flew my yeah right just west of the house. Like what's going through your head when you're seeing like a funnel kind of come out of a cloud above the house? <laughs> yeah, well, since I know the difference, yeah. I, I wasn't too worried about that one. But for somebody that didn't know, they would probably freak out. <laughs> <laughs> Typical Oklahoma, right? Just sat on the back porch. Yeah, like, oh, so cool. So in 2004, is like I think it was May 29th. We were chasing a storm that started. I think it started out by Greenfield. Started putting down a tornado. It was just a big. It was a high risk day, but it was only one storm. But it was big, big supercell, and uh, we weren't out there. We had just. We were in Calumet, and we were going to meet it and then follow it towards the city. And uh, I called my dad. I said, Dad, that tornado is he- it's headed right for your house. And he's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm just out here taking a picture. And he was, he seriously, my stepmom said he was on the roof taking a picture. I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so that's typical Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
got a beer in his hand, just yeah. wasn't, just wasn't until they did go by. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, the other thing that people know know Okachi for, well, probably one of the most famous things is obviously Aishins. Oh yeah. Do you guys get discounts to local people at Aishins? We not? we do not. No, no, no discounts. I always thought about that. Like I always <laughs> thought about like there's you know when you go to some place and you're like it's kind of a destination. A lot of people drive into it. Is there like a local like hey? Here's our here's our zip code. We like get a better price <laughs> because, <laughs> because that, you know it can be annoying sometimes, right? When you go in there and you know everyone's coming from out of town on the weekend to go to the place, and you're like, "This is my local guys." Like, yeah, but no, 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 no special no price discount. Even Chief, the guy, one of the uh-huh. brothers that started it when I was a kid, he'd always be fishing out at our farm ponds, mm-hmm. and like he go, like, "Here's your pole." We still didn't get a discount, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, so he's one of the brothers that's left, right? Yeah, he, he retired. Yeah, he, retired, he, he the kids took it over. Yeah, but is he the oldest that's still left? Or yes. Okay, yeah. so chief, I interviewed him very early on. Yeah, um, he was one of like my first ten maybe podcasts, nice. and we did it there, and we did it just in the kind of back room and. I mean, that story's crazy, right? Like, yeah, all you know, grocery store and burnt down and all yeah. the, all the stuff. Yeah. It's, um, but it's good to kind of see more people going there, and, and I think, I mean, I, sadly, the brewery's closing now, right? Yeah, the it, was it is closed. It yeah. is closed now. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a big drinker, but I remember seeing it across the across the way. I was like, oh, that's kind of a cool setup, yeah. and, and I figured it would do well being where it was. Mm-hmm. And I guess I don't know what happened. Yeah. So. Is the, I mean, the building obviously is still there, so yeah, maybe still someone's going to yeah. take it over Hopefully and bring someone else into it. Uh, the other thing, people listening won't notice, but you're tatted up. Tell me about your tats. Yeah. So about five years ago, I started. these are some of the very first pictures I ever took, and I had them tattoo them on my arm, so I thought that was pretty awesome. So Big, yeah, camera. Got a camera, photos, and then some film kind of to fill in the spots around, but yeah. Just, just the right arm? Yeah, nothing okay. on this one. Yet. <laughs> right. Well, there's an OU, but I got that a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, people obviously listening as well, you, you're wearing an OU shirt. Yeah. Um, big OU fan? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Definitely. Football or Football, just everything? So- yeah, softball. Okay. Not much of a baseball guy, but yeah, just OU fan in general. So Yeah. Yeah, we were, we were watching the final of the softball while we were on vacation and just like, they, it's incredible. Yeah. Like, you can tell they are very good at what they do. Mm-hmm. Like, the one where she caught the mm-hmm. ball for the out, and, I mean, she had to jump. It looked like she jumped four foot in the yeah. air. <laughs> yeah. It's just amazing to watch. Yeah. It's, uh, oh, and now they're they're making, they're building a statue, right, for Patty. Yeah. She's going to yeah. get her own statue, which is about time. Exactly. Uh, and yeah. I think I saw, like, I guess the, I think she has seven right now, and I think the guy who's leading in softball has 10 so um, I'm sure she's got her eye on that <laughs> right you know it's it, but it was interesting to hear kind of like um, you know this is the second time that a three-peat's been done right yeah. so that was like yeah. their big thing this year and getting out of just the media and trying to you know get away from all that pressure and it's interesting to hear her speak about it uh, because I think that leads into mental health as well right and social yeah. media and pressure and you yeah. know, you're, eight, you're 18 to 21 22 years old and you've got the entire nation I, watching you yeah, play softball I couldn't even imagine right it's, yeah. you know it's you know yeah you've got people in the stands but everyone on TV that's watching and you know you're watching the kind of FSU girls towards the end you know they know it's done right they're yeah. all tearing up even the coach is crying yeah. and you're like I mean for the rest of the world to see that too. Like yeah. it's hard to deal with, yeah. you know? So yeah. there's a lot that goes into it as far as, you know, social media is great, but it's also a pretty terrible place when it yeah. comes to it as yeah. well for, it for is. the mental health side of things. But yeah, what they've done is incredible. So, but I mean, SEC for you now, right? Yeah. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah. One more year in the big 12 and SEC. And one more big 12 championship yeah, and then maybe. you're done. <laughs> we'll see, but yeah. Yeah. Last uh, year it wasn't great. I think it'll be a good move. Everybody's like, well, you're going to lose more games. Well, we might, but they're going to be tougher because of it. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of seemed like they just kind of would win every game and it wasn't mm-hmm. even a competition, you yeah. know? Yeah, I think, and also, I mean, I know very, I know enough about football since I've been in this country state as well. But you know, I think the the thing that stands out to me is that every time you get to you know the final four, right, for for your playoffs, like yeah. Big Twelve is just kind of like yeah, yeah. You know, whereas SEC teams are like, oh, okay, yeah, you're beating all these teams, and you're kind of it's just a higher right. ranking, right? And then you know, the years that you did make it, it just seemed like that they couldn't 
they were, you could tell that the SEC was miles ahead of them. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Are you going to try and travel to any road games then? Uh, my, my nephew's currently at OU, and mm-hmm. so I'm sure he'll be wanting to go yeah. down there. So Yeah. I, I mean, that's. I mean, how cool is it to have all these awesome games? You know, Mm -hmm. so do you go to a lot of games? I yeah, if my nephew he'll invite me down there and go with him, but I tend to when the when it's really hot I won't go because it's 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 excruciating in that stadium. Yeah, eleven o'clock game. Yeah, it's ninety degrees. Yeah, and you're in the sea. You know, you got the sun in your face all day. Yeah, I'd much rather sit in an air conditioning <laughs> room watching on TV. Uh, so for people listening, they can go to the your Instagram, um, Oklahoma Backroad Explore, which I'll put in the description. Um, but you also, you saw prints as well. I do. Tell yeah. me about that. Tell me how kind of that started so, and, and yeah, also your I, website. I used to uh, get a bunch of stuff printed and then when, you know, I'd say I have this, this and this and it'd sell it. But here lately, I've just been kind of doing orders like somebody would contact me and they can just tell me what they want mm-hmm. and then we'll talk about how much and everything and obviously i mean you can't see it but yeah. there's wooden oklahomas that i'd have my pictures printed on but uh, my printer company decided they weren't going to do it anymore so there's only a few of those left okay so you're trying <laughs> to find a new new guy yeah. to do that. yeah so with that you can grab one if you want with, okay. so it's basically a state outline for people i'll explain it for people listening it's a state outline um, you know, pick, but then obviously your pictures printed on top of it. Yeah. How do they do that? They had they had a just uh, some this I forget the name of the printer, but it would print on the wood. But they would say you could put like a white coating on it and then print. Yeah. And it would the picture would be brighter. But I said I didn't want that because I really liked the wooden grain the in the picture, and so that's what we did. And. Uh, Pretty awesome. So you're in the process of trying to find someone. Yes, I'm trying to find somebody. Yeah. If anyone's listening that has a printer shop, yeah. knows how to print on wood, get no. in touch. <laughs> so do you, do you buy the cutouts like that? Yeah, I, I know a guy in El Reno that cuts them out. Okay. I tried doing I'm not a woodworker, and yeah, I tried so. doing it on my own, and it was not very good. Yeah, I'd lose a finger. <laughs> yeah. I'd lose a finger. But, so you can buy those. I mean, it's just, you know, it's you buy the yeah. you know, buy yep. a sheet or whatever, and you get you know, 10 or so in a sheet or right. six or whatever it is. And then you can, but it's good to have. I think it's a really sure. cool touch, right? Yeah. Like a lot of people, and I've, it's not like, Oh, it's not too big. Right. Right. Know? Cause I've seen some that are like, you need three people to put this on the wall. Right. But that, you know, you can carry it by hand and for sure, you know, you don't have to mount it. You can kind of stick it on the mountain piece right. and it'll look really good. That's a cool, where'd you get that idea from? It's a neat idea. It's just something that I was thinking about. Cause you know, everybody, everybody's a photographer. Everybody sells prints. I'm like, what's something different that I could do that, you know, people would like. Right. And, uh, yeah. I wonder if, um, uh, Andrew G image, he prints on metal. Yeah. I don't know where he gets his stuff from, but a lot of it is like the metal kind yeah. of, and they look really good. I wonder if they can do the same for wood. Yeah, maybe. I wonder, I don't know, because I would, I mean, it's the same, it's not paper, right? So it's something different. Right. I wonder where he gets his stuff done. Um, a Bedford's win, any help to you with that stuff? I didn't ask them. Okay. Yeah. We'll have to find out. That's, yeah. that's, that's the challenge for today's podcast. To <laughs> uh, what do you have coming up? I mean, we're getting into, you know, we're halfway through the year almost, or kind of. Um, do you have anything coming up this, this year? Is there like a better time to shoot or certain stuff you have uh, travels? Not Places really. Like, yeah. Like I take my wife and I take the week after Thanksgiving off and that's usually our big, we're going to go somewhere in Oklahoma trip. So we're still kind of talking about it. I think it's, is it natural falls state yeah. park up in Northeast Oklahoma? I think we're going to try to make it up there okay. or that whole area. Cause it's, there's a lot of stuff up there that we don't usually get to cause it's a little further away than. Yeah. It's yeah. A lot of people kind of gra- gravitate to broken bow or they go to black Mesa, right? Yeah. They generally don't go the other corners right. of the state and that is Northeast corner. Right? Yeah. Northeast corner. Northeast corner of the state. Um, yeah. And then you got Tahlequah and, Right. A lot of people keep telling me that I need to go to Tahlequah. Yeah. It's beautiful. They, there's a drive you can get off on the highway that goes along the Illinois River, far eastern part of the state. Mm. And they said, when it's fall, you need to make this drive. So, I mean, Talamina is great, but I heard this one's even cooler because you're driving along a river instead of a mountain ridge. So, Have you done been down to Talamina? 
Yes. Okay. Yeah. And we went last year and we weren't sure we were still going to get some fall colors because mm-hmm. it was the week after Thanksgiving and uh, turned out there were still pretty still awesome pretty colors. Good. So that, that was another, that'd be another good thing for the drone too. Yeah. I'd take the drone down there and be see really everything. Cool. And I haven't made it out there yet, uh, but the good thing about like, you know Instagram is I can see epic right. photos of it. Right. <laughs> Thanks to everyone that does travel. There's actually campgrounds along the way, along that drive so you can actually camp out there oh really yeah i didn't know that um as uh, the other thing that i don't know if you you specifically are into it but there's some hunting photos on here yeah so yeah my brother's more of the hunter than i am Mm -hmm. but i'm always willing to go and take my camera and take pictures yeah 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 i don't i haven't I'm not big into the shooting i haven't shot for a long time i need to get my my brother comes over we're gonna go shoot again because he you know growing up in the uk you don't really get much chance right. if any to shoot right. anything so we're gonna go do it but i think it's um we went shot long you know long distance shooting that's so much fun like the satisfaction of hitting a target that's 800 yards away wow I just and it's a steel target right yeah. so it kind of it takes a cut takes a while to get right. the sound back oh, it's just the greatest thing ever that's another thing about living in the country too which is right as long as you're you know shooting in the sky right you, you know you can kind of go out and shoot and stuff um talking of shooting skies and sky you've done some astro stuff too oh yeah that's not that's quite hard to do right yeah so a lot it, of people don't realize how, we, how, how hard that is yeah and if if you're gonna do astro at least go to black mesa because it's gonna be extra hard for you to do it anywhere besides there because of all the light pollution and black mesa there's no light pollution and so you can actually i mean even with your eyes just it's just amazing it just doesn't seem real yeah <laughs> it so and um, with the camera stuff then it's it's a lot easier obviously because there's no light pollution out there right. i don't think people realize how much light pollution right. cities give off oh yeah right once you're out in the country you get to look up and like oh we actually have stars in oklahoma <laughs> right right we get to see the stars in oklahoma and then when you like i said when you get out there do you camp when you're out there or do you stay in a hotel we camped several times and then the last time we had been in Colorado, my wife and dog, and there's a Airbnb place that's on a ranch mm-hmm. that we rented. So we stayed there and you can actually see Black Mesa on their, you know, from their property. And I mean, it's, it's an incredible place. It's nice, quiet, and there's no other place in Oklahoma like it. Yeah, that we're blessed, right? We're blessed to have so many ecosystems, I think is the right word for it you know in oklahoma and i think covid helped people travel and stay in the state right people help you know jumping in the car or buying a camper van or just buying a van or whatever it is and and traveling but um i think it's people starting to get away from it now that they can jump on a plane and go somewhere but you know the constant reminder to hey this we get all this awesome stuff right for sure a few hours drive away for sure Get after not, it. You know, not everybody gets a bunch of vacations, so you can just go up to leave on a Friday and come back Sunday and yeah. be home. That's the that's the one pet peeve I have about living in this country is <laughs> that you guys get no vacation compared to like the Europeans. <laughs> we get so much vacation. <laughs> it's uh, it's kind of uh, it's funny. My family come over and we, we always get talking about you know. I said to my mom and my dad, "Hey, how much vacation you got this year?" And I'll just say it as a question just to kind of let you know. It's just like light the light the match, right? <laughs> you know, my wife's like, "I've been working and I only get three weeks or I only get two weeks or whatever it is." I'm like, well, quit your job. Find something else to do, right? Let's take I'm, I'm like the dreamer, right? So yeah. like, hey, let's, you know, how can let's, you make money doing something else right. where you can travel and not have to work for sure. you know, 50 hours, 50 weeks of the year? Uh, but anyway, I digress. Yeah, my, my wife and I are always trying to scheme something too. So well, uh, we can yeah. travel in mm-hmm. photography, whatever it may be, but we haven't figured it out yet. Well, I think... It, if people listening haven't done this, they need to. We need to research the best times of the year to take off around the holidays, right? Because yeah. you can get creative with taking the week after, you know, Thanksgiving yeah. off, and right. but, you know, like there's there's holidays that you're going to get given, right? Every year, you know, whatever the days are, right. you know, for for certain dates, whatever it is. Uh, but yeah, the, the the creative ways to do that, yeah, you can get a lot more time off than for you sure, think you so. can get. Actually, fixing to go to Colorado July Fourth week, mm-hmm. and we have two work days that week, so I'm taking two days and getting the whole week. Yeah. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because you leave the Friday before and you're right. out there, and yeah, it's 
people need to Google that because uh, if you're whinging and you're mad that you don't get enough days, you need to look at how you can be more creative. <laughs> uh, definitely. Well, I, I, I thanks for coming down. I really appreciate Absolutely. you coming. I really appreciate you sharing. Um, you know, I, I love the fact that, you know, photography is not about photography. It's about, you know, just mental health, getting you out there, you know, peace, nature, quiet, time, time right. for the soul. And, and yeah, it's great to take awesome photos and, and you've developed that skill over time of being out there and, and you're interested in it. But again, it's a byproduct of, you know, right. the mental health side of things. Absolutely. And, and I, I like that, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're an advocate for that, right? You're kind of pushing that to people, the younger generation, whoever it is, like it's, you know, just having a voice in it. Yeah. And, it's make, important. and letting people know they're not alone, mm -hmm. you know, that, you know, there's other people out here that struggle too. Yeah. Um, also love the tats. That's really cool. Oh. Um, when we get, when I post some Instagram photos for the Instagram, do you have any professional photos of the arm, of your arm and your tattoos? Uh, I think I have the photos on my phone. Okay. Yeah. Um, send me those. Cause I want to post those. Cause that's really <laughs> cool. Um, and yeah, I think, um, if anyone listening wants to buy five acres, maybe they need to reach out to you. Uh, just, yeah, it's probably better to do it sooner rather than later because the land prices are going yeah. up and, and uh, El Reno and Okachi and Kingfisher and Calumet, they're all going to be one big place in, you know, in the future, sadly. Mm -hmm. So um, I hope that you and the family keep a hold of all that land for as long yeah, as possible. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, thanks so much for coming down. For people listening, I will post uh, the links to your Instagram and your website in the description. And uh, go follow, uh, go follow Dave. Go follow Oklahoma Backroad Explorer. And if you have places that you, you know you want to recommend, right? Like that's yeah. the, the great way. The podcast is like that too. You know, if you have guests you want to recommend or your places you want us to go to and photograph and check things out, then um, reach out, send us a DM, and uh, yeah, we'll catch you next episode. Cheers. Hope you guys enjoyed that great episode. Thank you so much for listening. As always, huge shout out to our sponsors, the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, sharing Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com and follow them on Instagram for daily updates at OklahomaHOF. Our other sponsor, the Chickasaw Nation, amazing sponsor they do amazing things for the state and they're always sponsoring something in oklahoma they're a huge supporter of oklahoma and without their support we wouldn't be able to do what we do and our third sponsor is diffie ford lincoln down in el reno now this one makes me so happy because these guys are great friends of mine um play a lot of golf together i've bought my cars from them do most of my oil changes down there, have a cup of coffee, hang out down in El Reno. It's a good spot to go. And not only are they great friends, but they provide a great service. So for over 60 years, a third generation family owned Oklahoma business down in El Reno. They're also in Bethany as well. So people in the Bethany area know the Diffies really well. But if you're looking for anything new used, um, Ford, Lincoln, or whatever, I'm sure they could find anything you want. Um, check them out, diffieford.net, and then on Instagram at diffiefordlincoln. This episode is presented by the Choctaw Nation. The Choctaw people have a rich history and a bright future. At the Choctaw Cultural Center, you can take part in a story 14,000 years in the making. Stroll through our immersive exhibits portraying Choctaw life from the moment our ancestors emerged from the Nani Weha in Mississippian homelands to the Trail of Tears, where we lost so many loved ones, and finally to the modern-day tribe making a positive impact on local communities throughout southeastern Oklahoma. Try your hand at our social dancing and stickball and learn more about our vibrant culture through demonstrations, workshops, and classes. The kids will have a blast in our Luxie Activity Center. The Choctaw Cultural Center is more than a museum. It's a living, breathing experience. Visit ChoctawCulturalCenter.com to plan your visit. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.